I'm Richard. I'm Gareth. And this is the APPC Podcast. Do you need to do anything before we settle in? No. Need to take a big old dump? Or... Nope. Okay. I don't know why I sounded disappointed there. Oh, mm. shame. <laughs> Do a Twin Peaks catch-up? Yeah, I'm not sure how much I've got. See about the last episode. But it... well, it's not the last episode I'm thinking of. I've gone back oh. to episode one. All right, okay. And I keep meaning... I failed miserably. Um, I keep meaning to jot down names. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everyone. Yep. My, my coffee's ready to put on my... Uh... <laughs> Good sound effects for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's bits that haven't come back that I think might or are, are weird. Do you remember Hank? Sorry, I'm I'm tinkling. Yeah. Remember um, when the two policemen go to see the two random policemen go to Ruth's apartment and are talking to the large woman. Yeah. About the keys, they go to find the maintenance man, and I believe his name was Hank. Okay. There was Hank, and there was, and he says two other people's names. Anyway. At one point, he's holding like a, a doctor's leather bag under his arm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't have it. It's mine. It's mine. I found it. It's mine. And he's talking on the phone to this guy. Yeah. That never came back. All the way back at episode one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> also, what happened to the other detective? There was, like, he looks like that Jamie Lannister guy from Game of Thrones. He was helping out the older guy who we're still with. Yeah. Yeah. But he was he turned up and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm just here to help. And then he is helping through the first couple of He then disappears. I get really confused that we might... I thought that for a bit, and I'm sure this is complete, completely wrong... But it feels almost like, you know, the theory behind Mulholland Drive originally was going to be you're in multiple people's dreams mm-hmm. and somehow they interweave. What if we're doing that with Twin Peaks now? So like you just sort of pop into someone's re- like in the last episode, right? Um, when Bobby sees Madchen... Uh, when she- Shelley yeah. kiss Red. Yeah. As soon as that happens, the bullets come through the diner and he goes into police mode and he's mm. got like the badge out and the gun. What if he's just trying to look like a hero for it to like impress her? You know, mm. like in a dream. Not yeah. in, like, I'm not saying that happened because of him. Mm-hmm. But like, because yeah, you're in like his dream and that's his sort of cop hero thing. And what if like when Becky is going apeshit and firing bullets through doors. 
that's because that's what she wants to do in her dream. She wants to kill him for, you know, the beating she had the week before kind of yeah. thing. And it's like, could you associate every scene in that with someone's dream? Apart from maybe Dougie Coop, who's sort of trapped because he can't. I don't know. The thing with Twin Peaks is how often did someone say, feels like I'm trapped in some crazy dream yeah. in season one or two every week. And now Harry Dean Stanton is just saying every week, it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's for that 11 episodes in now. Yeah, yeah. We have seven to go. Yeah. No idea who they're wrapping any of this up. No, but like, I still, someone pointed out that seven episodes to go is still longer than the entire runtime of the original Star Wars trilogy. It's not like you haven't got time to do it all sorts. I don't know. But he, he normally I'd say yeah, okay, it's fair enough. But he does like to take his time. Mm-hmm. So the more episodes where we go where there's no resolution, but there's more questions raised. He, oh, I'm not going to say he's answering all the questions. No, he's not. I don't think because that's not how he rolls. Answer a damn thing. We're going to be just as confused by episode eighteen as we are right now, oh. and. He doesn't have to answer a damn thing. Exactly, because we don't really want him to, right? I mean, I'm sure Mark Frost will get a few more things going in November when he releases the final dossier. Yeah, I have to order that. I say it's only a pre—it's only a pre-order away. Yeah, it's not like you got to pay for it or anything. Saying that, what a mistake to make I made. What yeah. a mistake to make I never pre-ordered those uh, records from NineInchNails.com that I wanted because uh, I couldn't afford to pay for them in advance and they are now all sold out. I feel like a right cunt. (laughs) Because I sold one of my favourite records at one point because I wanted money. And then one album that I always told myself I would buy if it ever came out is coming out and I'm not buying. Yeah. But those two alone, combined, was like 85 quid. And that's a little harsh. Yeah, it's a bit pricey. Yeah. And then you go, but I want the broken EP too. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's 120 quid. Oh. Mm. And I want the Deviations box set, the limited edition. Okay, that's fine. That's 200 pounds. And you go, for four records that I won't actually listen to in the house very often. Insane. Mm-hmm. I still want those first two, though. I really do. I really do. But I can't. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Some cunt will be selling them on eBay in a fortnight for like £100 each. That could have been you. Exactly. <laughs> could have been me. I could have been that cunt. Oh. You're missing out on this coffee. No, I just realised that the whole premise was that we are going to get up and wander about and then I just sat here and then my legs stole on them. Yeah, I warned no. you. Yeah, no, it's my fault. Plus, I then, uh, I, I then forgot that was the point, so I should have reminded um, you to. Anyway, Twin Peaks. Let's see if I've got anything to say. Um, some Peaks. back in stellar work from the Belouche. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him do work that well uh, since Michael Mann's Thief. I don't remember something. That was uh, James Kahn, 1980. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's like his first thing. And then it was downhill from there for Jim Belouche. But yeah, no, when he says cherry pie, yeah, 
cherry pie. And, and then frisks him and finds the check and does yeah. that little knee bob. Yeah. Some of the greatest stuff I've ever seen. And yeah, he might be a terrible human being. So, I watched the episode once. He's explained about the dream and everything. And then he, like, his brother has got the scar on his face. Yes. And he just peels it off and it's not. That's a plaster. They take the plaster off. Oh, it was very, I looked at it and it looked like an actual scar. Because what confused me. I was just like, so he had a fake scar on? It, very, cause no, it didn't look like a plaster. It's a flesh-coloured plaster. No, but it didn't look like a plaster. I thought it was a confusing. Well, it did to me. Oh, I thought it looked like he had a big sort of cash. I won't lie. You're not the only person. I noticed that on a podcast someone right. said that. And I had to uh, immediately uh, contact them and go, are you insane? You've been talking about this for 25 minutes. It's a plaster. Well, to me, it didn't look like a plaster at all. And that's why I was just like... Because obviously, it's not like he's put a fake scar on his face because he seemed as surprised by it as anything. Yeah, but as I say, it's, he did. But there was no mark underneath the plaster. Yes, that, because the plaster was put on when there was a mark and he hadn't taken it off. That's not how it works. It's not a mark. But no, that's the point. That's why they're in a dream, motherfucker. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I thought they were in a dream because it was a whole. You could just peel a scar off and it was gone. But it wasn't. It was a plaster. I know, but I'm just saying. Why are you still saying? <laughs> oh. Okay, it's fine. Answer done. Yeah. Move on. No, but um, zombie child that happened. Yeah, that, that was that was upsetting. I know what that was about. Um. I assumed she was on Sparkle. But she seemed very young to be on Sparkle. But then I assume Jerry's on Sparkle too. Or maybe he's being possessed by like... I don't know. The evolution of the arm maybe or something. Because mm. it's his foot. <laughs> Is he going to cut his own foot off? No. Oh. There are more questions on this one than uh, yeah. you're like you sort of. I don't know. That's it. It's, it's not. Shelley rode the front of a a car. She did, and she had uh, yeah again red high heels. And yeah, they went flying off. Yeah, but everyone keeps wearing red high heels. Yeah. I mean, how how much of a Dorothy was Devos reference do you need from every character <laughs> every week? Mm. Or maybe that... that's over. Okay, everyone's dreams are interacting. Mm. Who's the main dreamer, and that's the one that can, can is keeping it consistent. Mm-hmm. And they've also got a thing about red shoes or something red, which is not going to be coop somehow. But I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, he keeps thinking back to red shoes, and yes, I know I was wrong. Audrey Horn did wear those red high heels in front of him because mm. I remember her only wearing them when she went to school. Yeah. But there is a scene where she's wearing them in episode three or four because I watched it again recently. Um, but what's the, how desperately does he even want? Um, oh, how this makes perfect sense to me now. And I did, but I didn't. You know the poster I kept pointing out, and I said, "Is there going to be a fight on this date?" And then mm-hmm. on that date, he fought Ike. Yeah. What I didn't notice on that poster it says four furious rounds. Yeah. So is it literally telling us <coughs> that after Ike right. and now these guys, but there's going to be two more fights and then he's going to wake up? Isn't also the reveal, though, that it's, it's him that's the fighter? 
Yeah, well, that's him in the picture, yeah. Yeah, and re- I think I just realised that last thing. I didn't realise it was him. I thought it was just some sort of boxing poster that you liked. Yeah. I didn't realise he was the boxer. Yeah. That could be, okay. Oh, no, I don't know. I get no. that. I mean, it has his name on it. Mm. So. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> and, yeah, but just even then, just never really started. I didn't make the connection or something just because it was old timey and I didn't think. Mm. I mean, he was old, but yeah. All I'm saying is that if Coop or Dougie has to have, because he's called Dougie in the script that came out recently. You know what I mean? Comic-Con, mm-hmm. Naomi Watts set, got her script. All her scenes were with Dougie Jones, and she didn't know that was Carl McLaughlin until they came in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's four fights and he's had two, who are the last two? I feel like there's... Because theoretically... You've got Anthony, you know, Tom Sizemore's character, mm-hmm. who admittedly might just get killed by the brothers now, considering last week he came in and spent 10 minutes saying, you have an enemy of Dougie Jones, yeah, and now he's their best friend. You've got Duncan Todd, the optometrist, <laughs> 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 though he might just get killed by Doppelcoop. Because he said yeah. it needs to be done by next time I call you, or else. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Hutch and now oh, her name's not Constance. Hutch and Chantel, who are off to kill the warden, and they're going to Vegas. All right, yeah. So, some mix of these people have to. Oh. And someone else has pointed out, right, um, last week on the show, I can't think what it's related to, but the, they said they said there was four hours to go, right? Mm-hmm. And then this week someone said, can you wait three hours? You know, that was the brothers to each other. Yeah. So they're saying next week, this week, someone's going to say two hours, then someone's going to say an hour, and then he's going to wake up. <laughs> and from that point of view, it's going to be episode 15. And then Coop will just be trying to save Laura for four episodes. Uh, we'll see. I said there's only seven episodes of season one, and most people disregard most of season two. Yeah. So you've already got double what you got in season one. And I'm loving it. Yeah. I say it just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. I say that last episode wasn't a great amount of stuff that really happened. And yet it was. No. Fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was still obviously the stuff with the weird spiral thing in the sky and the shaking. Sorry, there was stuff, but. Uh, didn't feel as packed in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Time will tell. Indeed, it shall. Oh. I think there's something else about it that was like. How cool is it that Carl calls a van with a whistle? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Weird. And what has happened to Gerson Hayward? That's upsetting me too. That again. Sorry. 
She was the girl who plays the piano in season two. Get Mm. happy. And she was also the woman holding on to Stephen when Becky was shooting holes in the wall. Oh, right. Okay. And also, please note, I don't know if it's important, she seemed to be wearing the same jacket that Daria was wearing when they meet Daria. Before, you know, a bullet is put through her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking of bullets through your face. Well, not that exactly bullet through your face, but bullet a, a, the face. a wound to the face. Um, the um, woman that Richard Horn was going to kill and blow up, then she turned out not to be dead because she's crawling through grass. Yeah. Did seem to have like an eye missing or something. Someone did say that, but I didn't notice. Mm. I am more like... I think it was just... It, actually missing but I think it was just the way it sort of looked she was anyone was anyone surprised though that she was alive you know what I mean because I think the theme with Richard Horn is that he is a fucking failure of a human being so his plan after punching a huge hole in someone's very windy caravan is to turn on the gas and light a match I still have not gotten over that death of that child (laughs) and it was the start of this episode where there were some kids playing in the street. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh God, no, we're gonna, he's going to kill another one. And I was just sitting <laughs> waiting for a car whizzing in at some point. Because mm. that was horrific. <laughs> oh. Does that lead to the dream theory as well? Did you hear about this? That, you know how the extras in that scene are terrible actors? Yeah. But like intentionally. You don't do that on purpose. You know what I mean? You don't do that by mistake. Mm. Could it be that like, if there's... A lot of people in a dream that obviously the focus isn't on them, so they don't, they're like NPCs, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just kind of saunter about. And I like that theory, but then mm. you go, okay, if that's the theory, whose dream are we in there? Are we in Carl's dream? Because Carl doesn't have very nice dreams, if that's the case. I don't know. No, it's it's just when they say that at the end of this 18-hour period, David Lynch has already said, and you know what? You can probably reorder this and watch them in any... You can watch, like, watch episodes out of order and reorder them, and you're like, oh no, is it sort of like... It's things like, you know, go back to episode one and you see Hawk walking through the woods at night, and then you assume he sees the red curtains yeah. appearing at the... Sycamore trees? Yeah. Well, if that happens, um, that hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's talking to Margaret then. And why is he alone? I feel Mm -hmm. bad. I feel scared for Bobby and Truman. Even the insurance man, when he comes in and says, I need to talk to Truman, you go, I'm sure he's not, but is that man working for the insurance company Dougie works for? (laughs) 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 Too confusing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I said that thing, that Reddit thing you sent me. Yeah, yeah. I had a read through. I've never felt so out of depth in my life. I was like, I, I love, miss I love cons- not conspiracy theories, but people who take ideas and extrapolate them out to madness. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's it's. I, yeah. I get so angry when people like over, you know, make something overly complex. Because if there's one thing in this world that is true, when it comes to David Lynch's, his answers are always really simple. You know? 
like um, when you find out spoilers for season two uh, Leland is the killer mm-hmm. and Dale goes what, what did he do what, what did the little man do in my dream he danced what did uh, Leland do uh, after the death of Laura he danced you know what happened to his hair it turned bone white Bob's hair's white you know what I mean Mm-hmm. And he just goes this <clears throat> real simple line. You go, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Every, <laughs> mm. it's like okay, yeah. They've never mentioned that Nadine's been in the lodge, though, right? Because that's my reoccurring yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. why she's super strong, and that's why she wanted to make silent yeah. curtains because the noise of the lodge. Yeah. You know, that's why she wants silent drape brothers. I've always thought that was weird that it's never come up. Because it seems real obvious. Or maybe it's never come up because it seems real obvious. Yeah. But I don't know. See. There's something that keeps coming up in my... It, when you look back at them, um, you know, the convenience store bit where you've got the sort of, kind of non-black wood, woodsman at the back. And there's one guy who's very obviously got a big fake beard on. Okay. And to me, it looks like it's Ed with a beard on. But it's probably it's not. But <laughs> I don't know why a beard on just sounds grotesque. <laughs> He's got a raging beard on. It is. It's a huge. It's a huge beard on as well. A huge raging beard on. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I'm really sure it's not him. Mm-hmm. But it might be. I don't know. I don't think it's meant to be him. But maybe we can. He was just handy on the day. Stick this on. They won't know it's you. It's a beard. But it's definitely a very, very fake looking beard. Have you... I, I know we've had this conversation. It's, it's dawning on me. It's probably been on the podcast. But do you ever feel ashamed when you look at the guy who plays Big Ed and think, I'll never look like that. And he's 75 years old. <laughs> Did you see him at Comic-Con? Yeah. He had a t-shirt on that was almost transparent, right? And he's ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He No, that's a lie. Because Arnie... Looks worse than this guy. He looks fucking up. And I know he retired 20 years ago, so he probably gets bored and he's built a little gym somewhere. (laughs) Because he made, and I'm sure you have a much bigger filmography than this, but I apologize. He made Twin Peaks, Under Siege 2, (laughs) and The People Under the Stairs, and then retired, undefeated from the world of film. (laughs) This is awesome. Under Siege 2 have a subtitle? Yes. Siege harder. No. Train harder. No, that's not it. Train carriage. No, that sounds wrong. Train. No. It's on a train, by the way. I'm not just keep saying yeah. train. Um, Under Siege 2. <sighs> Catherine Heggel's in it. That can't be it. No one knew who she was, Becca. Um, Under Siege... Siege. Dark territory. Was it? Oh, mm. that's, oh, that's terrible. I would not have guessed that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was like, there's definitely a subtitle to that. But, uh. Has it got any other... I'm, sorry, I'm looking up if it's also known as... Nothing in English. (laughs) 
right, we need to get back into this because we're putting too much dead air into it. Again. Yeah. And I, I'm going to need to visit Tinkletown. Tinkletown is calling. I need to stop holding my mic like uh, Digging Stockwell in fucking blue velvet <laughs> all the time. I close my eyes and I drift away. Even in blue, uh, even in blue velvet, they're talking about in dreams. It's terrible. It's definitely a recurring theme. That and that nightmare David Lynch had as a child. No, it literally happened to him. He was playing with friends and a woman naked staggered out like she'd been beaten and was all fucked up in front of him. And that scene literally happens in Blue Velvet. And in a way, reoccurringly happens in the tone of Twin Peaks. You know, innocence lost kind of thing. So, before we get in, into this, do you want to go to Tinkleton? I'm yeah, course. I'm going to have to go and... Recording. I just punched the mic again, sorry. Yes, you did, as soon as we pressed record. Well done. Timing's everything. Practice. I was putting oh. away my, my heel canister. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know, what else would you call it? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> so what are we doing this week? Nine Inch Nails. Add violence. Add a little violence. Sprinkle of violence. Spoonful of rape. Ew. <laughs> That's not cool. Well, you can barely taste it, but it makes all the difference. You can keep that fucking shit away from me, you monster. <laughs> You've chased my chili, right? <laughs> well, you know, where are you getting that from? Oh, yeah, I made chili. You don't yet. even leave the house. I made chili yesterday. And uh, I was halfway through. I got my ingredients ready. Uh-huh. Well, and then got halfway through cooking and I realised I'd just forgotten onions completely. Yeah, but you often forget stuff. I like your chili uh, is always remarkably orange. It's like I really feel like something's missing out of your chili at all times. And I like how it tastes, don't get me wrong. Well, th- well, this one, I, I tried some of it last night um, before going to work. And, yeah, I don't know what I've done this time, but it is just far too hot this time. No flavour in it at all. Well, there is flavour, but too much, and it just stops you from tasting anything because your taste buds have been destroyed. On fire. Yeah. So, that was a mistake. But, yeah, definitely. I, so, I could Let I'd cut everything else. Let me strip your taste buds mm. to the bone. So. Depeche mode. Ec- like, extra hot. Chili sauce. You can go into business with them. <laughs> I've already got the song. It's fine. Sorry. This is going to work. Oh. It's all changing. They could even sell special drinks that probably have like vinegar in or something that take away the burn. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that could cure your tongue after a Depeche Mode chili is Depeche Mode vinaigrette uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay, even I You know, like You go, is it in the Five Guys has got the machine where you get your flavoured Coca-Cola? Yes I'm pretty sure there's not a vinaigrette But mm-hmm. but if there was Yeah, I still wouldn't try you can, you, can, you can put, have uh, peach coke In, in, a, in, a, in a Burger King Really? Yeah 
Because I've got like 200 flavours in that machine yeah. now. Mm. I'm not sure I'd go for peach. I don't know, I just, it was a suggestion. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm, just, I'm not a fan of peaches. Everyone likes a peach. And I couldn't eat, no, I can... I could eat a peach for hours, I can to quote Quest to drink story. something that's got like peach in it, but I cannot... Yeah, I can drink something that's got like peach juice or something in it, but I cannot eat a peach. Oh, I didn't like the term peach juice, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the, the hairiness of a peach. I can't even, I, even now I'm thinking about it, I can't even touch a peach. What about a nectarine? No, because they're smooth. I know, that's okay. why I'm asking. Yeah, they're fine. But the, What about an apricot? They tend to be small and dried and they're not as furry. They, they are furry, but not as furry. So I get away with them. But peaches, no, I can't. I can't touch a peach. But peaches are the greatest thing in the world. It's like it's like my cotton wool thing. I can't touch cotton wool. Peaches are... Oh, no, no. <laughs> if you're wondering, I, I bite the microphone whenever he says cotton wool. Oh, well, I'm not going to say it again. Good. You've learnt. <laughs> but yeah, but... Yeah, anyway, going back now, to peaches. Now I need to extrapolate this out to other things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the peaches? I cannot eat a peach. If you could peel a peach for me, I could then eat it. Okay, if anyone ever peels a peach, I want them set on fire. <laughs> well, that's why I just get a nectarine instead, because it's a smooth peach. They don't quite taste the same, though. Similar. Enough, close enough. And one running for life would not be able to tell the difference between a peach and a, 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 a peach and a nectarine if they've both been peeled why are they running from their <laughs> lives because <laughs> you're going to kill them for uh, set them on fire for uh, peeling a peach oh. <laughs> <laughs> well I didn't know they'd done it for science they peeled one of each and then offered it to people I thought they did it because they were a monster <laughs> yeah. well a little from column A, a little from column B. Come see, come see. Yeah, thank I don't know if I mix up languages, I don't know what it is. It's, it's the best way to be. <sighs> Someone yesterday kept telling me I kept speaking French. I'm like, I don't think I am. I, <laughs> just because I used a big word doesn't mean it's not English. <laughs> or not used in English, you know what I mean? I got very angry yesterday. Um, Seems unlike you. I don't know. <laughs> it was over, over nothing as well. But um, we're just, I was dealing with people in the hotel, and it was a new guy behind the, re, the restaurant um, reception. All, all he did was ask me where I was from. And there was a different comment in there, there and he went, Look, you gave him. And I'm like, Well, well we're dealing with bloody roundabout kids and shit. And he goes, So where are you from, Richard? And I'm like, What? <laughs> said, where are you from? And I went, here and just walked away from him like what the fuck are you get, get in my fucking face or I'll kill you but then he goes yeah he says it was a look in your face he says you did look the angriest I've ever seen you <laughs> like well it was, I was dealing with kids and they were annoying me so I've got time for stupid questions oh if I suddenly disappear it's because I need to get the power adapter for the laptop oh yeah we better nip on oh no I'm not saying that We've, we're at 20% well, that's going just going down six percent yeah, really quite in, quickly. In, uh, in like three, uh, like yeah. five minutes. So. Okay, so where are we? Add violence by Nine Inch Nails. Yes, the second EP of the year. Well, not quite. I think one came out on uh, 
Christmas Eve last mm. year. But that was more uh, because he didn't want to be a liar. If you remember, he said, uh, we're, Nine Inch Nails will be releasing new music in 2016. And oh. it went, oops. Oh, <laughs> I've got a week. <laughs> Luckily, um. I've got this song from Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, runtime, 27 minutes. Yep. Um, released July 19th, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, you've just said everything else that I had written down. Hooray! So, uh, reviews. Review, 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 you were it. Oh, I don't think I did the Metacritic thing for Lord. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Too late now. Well, no, it's not. If you know off the top of your head. I don't. Okay. Um... So, no, you did. Did I? I thought we... Because I did the other ones, but I couldn't remember going back and doing Metacritic. Oh, specifically Metacritic. Because I always do the last ones for them. Do them last. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Consequence of Sound. B. Okay. The AV Club. Uh-huh. B minus. Oh, no. Drowned in Sound. 8 oh. out of 10. 8 out of 10. Pitchfork. 7.3 out of 10. 7.3, okay. Rolling Stone. I like that. Four stars. It's very good. Spin. Spin. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Sputnik music. Sputnik. Three point two out of five. It's very specific. <laughs> 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 I couldn't even make a weird comedy noise to it. I got confused. Um, Metacritic seventy six out of a hundred, but any decent music says six point nine out of ten. Which well, doing maths? Six nine out of hundred. <laughs> That's all. That's almost <laughs> seven out of ten. I know, but it's kind. Of, it's quite a, a different. Obviously, they've gone to different kind mm. of media. Yeah. Uh, charts. Um, <laughs> I'm the, gonna. How about this? From now on, we we review everything in colours. I oh would review God. this. I'm, well, keep it till the end. Don't no spoilers. Go. <laughs> oh. You're gonna get a Dulux colour palette out. <laughs> Any swatches? Oh. Little tester pots. Nice. Yeah, we need swatches because then we can, uh, once we figure out a colour, you can actually go through the colours <laughs> to get a decent name. Uh, anyway, charts. 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 charts, charts one charts. chart um, that came up was the New Zealand Heat Seeker albums. Uh, it was number four. Why is New Zealand trying to get in on our shit? All of a sudden, they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, I tend to only mention places that I know people from in case they listen. So I can all do Ireland and all can Australia. Not that I'm going to listen, but you never know. Belgium. No, where's where's Nathaniel hiding? Uh, he's in Germany. Oh, he's in Germany. I could do German chart. Oh, well. I'll, I'll remember I, that. You know what I thought of yesterday? Uh, you know, if they, they ever do a Rosie and Jim musical, <laughs> they could take uh, the song Blood Sugar Sex Magic and, and change it into some sort of uh, sac de magique kind of song. <laughs> it's when you brought this up, so when you mentioned that, I'm just like, what did you take out of Rosie and Jim that I missed? <laughs> I was like, oh, I know they're t- some sort of weird, terrible voodoo puppets, but oh, it's, oh. oh. Or it could just be, oh, how about we, we, we go back to Rosie and Jim now, 20 years later, <laughs> so she's all grows up. And she's but into, nothing, and she's become some sort of pagan, and no, she's into sex magic. They, can, they no, they can't age; they're dolls. Sex de magic. Their minds age, but they're stuck in the body of 
weird cloth children. <laughs> Much like Bride of Chucky. And the guy but they were the, more plastic. The guy with the big beard. And for some reason, I don't know how he's managed it. Alan probably, Moore. Probably using... That must have been him. <laughs> possibly using some sort of magic from the sack. Um, his houseboat. He sometimes he somehow managed to fit in a sex dungeon in the basement, the basement of a, a houseboat. I'm sorry, never have I wanted to see Rosie and Jim Moore with uh, <laughs> with the idea of Alan Moore on a tugboat or, or, or a canette or on a barge, worshiping glycon as he <laughs> with his oh. with his wife. Oh. That's the dream. There's a remake for you. Make it happen. Yeah. Make it. We're not going to make it happen. No, but go? somebody should make it better. If anyone uh, has artistic skills out there and wants to draw <laughs> that for us. Oh. Honestly, I hate the sound of this fucking mic today. I sound terrible. Um, right. Right. Where are we? I don't have a lot of notes for this. Maybe only five tracks, but even then. Um, um, I'll say right out of the bag. Out of the bag. Out of the, 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 out of the, the magic sack. Yeah, out the of magic the, bag. The, the the sex magic bag. Sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that was a way to say something really stupid there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was going, which puppet was which? But it's Rosie and Jim, so it's obviously Rosie's the female puppet. Oh, and she had the red hair and spoke French. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Why is that weird? <laughs> that they're in a. Well, what they, yeah. did he steal her from a? I don't know. Um, it's just the fact they can. The guy that owns them, never you never hear him speak French, and Jim, you never hear her speak French. So why does she speak French? Because she's French. But they, again, they understand her. She's from France. The, the man doesn't understand. They don't talk to him. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I suppose when it comes to the fact that there are talking dolls, the fact that the doll male doll can understand the female doll talking French isn't that weird. No. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, Wasn't there another thing where there was like three of them and one of them was French, and they were like dolls or like muppets? Uh, could be right. Oh no. That's a that that that's, that's a wormhole for another day. We're at fourteen percent now. Oh, back. Okay, right, sure. Moving on. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say this straight away. I preferred um, not the actual events to this. I haven't re-listened to it to to judge. I, I, I've listened to it too much, mm. um, and I really like it. But this one, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, first track. Less than. Mm-hmm. First single released 13th of July. Yeah. Uh, US mainstream rock got to 34, alternative got to 35. Okay. Um, a more sort of softer sound in Nine Inch Nails, a bit more accessible to, again, maybe non fans. Maybe, but like the guitars are some of the most claustrophobic I've ever heard in my life. Like they really, they don't sound like guitars. They've been mm. processed to within an inch of their lives. Mm. And then he took that inch. <laughs> I did this, this game when there was a review I saw. Um, no, I can't even remember what it was. No, okay, I fucked up there. Ignore that part. Fucked up. Fucked up. Because I, I can't remember what it said, but it was it was 
pretty much along the lines of, yeah, it's kind of entry level nine inch nails. Well, it's it's almost yeah. the most basic. Um, going back to like pretty hate machine almost. Like the synths are very eighties, eighties synth, late eighties synths, I should say. Yeah. yeah, I mean it moves on pretty quick. Then on the second track, it gets mm. more to what we've come to expect, like especially from sort of the last EP. Yeah, more claustrophobia, yeah. more glitches. But it's just uh... muttered poetry, which is uh, you know, um, the muttered poetry in music is really just the. Uh, Oh, it, it's just wank. Yeah. I'm really against it. Um, now, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit um, to track four, which is pretty much just ditto of track two. Well, track two sounds a lot like their soundtrack work for David Fincher. Because that's the thing. This is the first time, I believe, that Nine Inch Nails is more than one person officially. Because Atticus Ross has joined yeah. as a full-time member. There's now two people in uh, Nine Inch Nails. Um, That track, you're talking about the fourth track? What is it called? Uh, Not Anymore. Not Anymore. Yet again, even more claustrophobia. Even more, like, and it's it's super compressed as well. It's like, oh, it's great. It actually almost gave me an anxiety attack, I think, the first time I heard it. Like with headphones on, just lying yeah. there. Um, and there's those weird, like, bursts of aggression, and then they just sort of disappear. It's good. Yeah. It's like he's bipolar. It's yeah. nice. Um, track three, This Isn't the Place, okay. was the second single released 18th July. Uh-huh. So there's not much information on that because it's so recent. Yeah. Um, the synth on this is lovely. I just I couldn't get in this one at all. I just, I was struggling with this. You don't this like uh, atonal keys. Pling plong pling, pling plong pling. Uh, um, no. Uh, <laughs> I um I, I suppose it's a backhanded compliment where I uh I did li- say that the lyrics sound more like an afterthought, which is not really I suppose ideal for anyone. But what did you think of the last track? Oh, you know what I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, so our rules here are that I, or we, listen three times. Yep, and I created that rule, so you listen three times. <laughs> um, occasionally that rule has been mm-hmm. forgone, and I've come forward and told you if I've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah this track, I've, I've tried, but I've not listened all the way through three times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's too much for me. I yeah, I could not cope with this one. I thought it was just I don't know. So I assume you make it to the loop. Yeah. And then as the loop goes on and it starts to degrade, yeah. then you give up. Yeah. I think it's allowed. Okay, but I just I don't know. Yeah, this has not been an easy listen for me in this one. See, the first track, yeah, because I thought that was sort of getting softer sound. Mm. But everything else, especially... But when it lands in this this 12-minute hellscape... Well, I don't know, because it, it starts off and it reminds me a lot of Trent Reznor's Driver Down, and then you realise they can't be stealing from Trent Reznor. Nine Inch Nails is Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and then it morphs off into something from the Broken EP, 
And then, you know, I don't know. And then he literally seems to just destroy it on purpose. You know what I mean? Mm. But then, like I said to you before, it's almost like the process to add the distortion on that last loop. They then, after that loop's played, they then feed it back through. You know what I mean? Mm. So it becomes more distorted. And then they feed it back through and it becomes more distorted. And over and over and over again. Um, Yeah. So it just becomes a copy of a copy of a copy until there's nothing left. And you go, wow, that's... uh, pretentious and painful in my ears mm-hmm. but you know I, I get so, where he's coming from I, say, I, I made it through the first time and then further listens I was just like no I, um, one of my notes is uh, turns into furious nothingness <laughs> Fair enough. much like the uh, some of the the threnody for the victims of uh, Hiroshima they play during the nuclear explosion in Twin Peaks <laughs> Also, he made it. So is it fine that he destroys it? Because he literally destroys this album by the end. I mean, that's what that noise is, right? Yeah. It's like him going, fuck this up. (laughs) Destroying your own art as art. I don't know, it's weird. But final thoughts, because there's 8% left on this Um, laptop. Yeah, see, I... I will... Oh, oh God, no. Keep so. I look like I piss myself. No, I'll, I won't listen to this as much as the other ones. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it on here, because when the third one comes out, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to... Well, as See what it's like as a piece of music. because yeah, I would say it's... Can, it's good. Just one sort of complete, long album. Yes. So, I don't know. I said, uh, I'll still, I'll still skip track five. <laughs> I can't see myself sitting through all twelve minutes of that again. Um, man, it's, again, it's all right, but I'll go back and listen to not the actual events more often than I'll listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I found it as I say. I've said it a lot, but it was claustrophobic. It was anxious. It was relentless. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, he spends a fifth of the album just destroying the album. <laughs> Which is weird. Because yeah, the, the album's kind of over by like the 20 minute mark. And then for yeah. five minutes, it's just noise. Well, it's not, but you know what I mean. I've already said what I think of it. Fair enough. Right. Um, Hold on. Before we record uh, some sort of outro, I just want to mm. save this. Because I've got a horrible feeling. Um, okay, so... Uh, yeah, colours. What colour is it? I am going to say that this is Peach Puff. Really? I was thinking more of a gardenia. Mm. I actually went to a colour chart and looked up one. I know you did. That's why I I, I was just going to say a thing. But, you know, I, luckily I'm a painter. So I know. Mm. I think it's uh, it's gardenia that turns into snow tracks. Oh, periwinkle. Oh, sorry. Don't you hate snow tracks? That's that white with a spot of grey in it that everyone has nowadays. I forgot I was speaking to an expert, so... <laughs> it's not. I I use, like, five different types of paint. That's, that's, that's five more than I use. So, yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. It's how I've always worked, so that's how I still work in the hotel. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, um, 
Yeah. What would we do next? Oh, I thought that's what you were checking. I forgot. Oh, you sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Um, oh, it's um, Arcade Fire, isn't it? Oh, yes. Everything Now. And uh, then Jay-Z. I don't know why I saw it and I thought, that makes sense. And I picked it. And that is how life works. <laughs> it's it's how a lot of people choose the li- love of their life. Because we did, we did Beyonce. So mm-hmm. I thought it was only fair that we do this dude I don't think that's fair at all or because he just, seems like a cock well but it made sense that we check this dude if we do yeah no I, yeah. I, I agree with I see what you're saying but yeah but um, I, I predict right now that I'm going to hate it but. I predict a riot in my pants <gasps> yeah. Um. cool so yeah and please note that you still have two albums to pick and I think that's at the least, because if you take into account the rest don't come out till September, yeah. there's probably an extra couple to squeeze in there at some point. Well, I think the problem is, the reason I sort of hesitate, I picked Jay-Z, mm-hmm. and I struggled to pick anything else, because it was just, this month just seemed to be nothing but hip-hop albums. A lot of things I'd never heard of as well, and it was like, eh. So, I, I don't know, it sort mm-hmm. of worked out well that we did again, Night Inch Nails and stuff instead. But uh, yeah, okay. I'll I'll work it. I'll get it sorted. Sweet. Okay. Till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. I love you too. <laughs>